Welcome to Season 8 of the Keeping Things Alive podcast out of Western New York. My name is Laura Evans. I'm a former environmental lawyer, current natural resources planner, animal lover, and gardener. I'm also the author of Silent Seasons, Chasing Sustainability Through the Law, which is available as an ebook, paperback, and audiobook. The Keeping Things Alive podcast is here to explore the opportunities and challenges as we all live together on this beautiful, living, and interconnected planet Earth. Okay, welcome to another episode of the Keeping Things Alive podcast. I'm here at the Primeval Forest Nursery, and I am going to let Katie and Selena introduce themselves and just talk a little bit about the nursery as an intro. Hello, everyone. My name is Katie Lamantia. I'm one of the founders of Primeval Forest Nursery. We specialize in all indigenous plants, uh, localized to uh, southern ontario and like the northern united states um we dip a little left right north south um but for the most part we're gonna have everything that is fairly localized to our area and i'm the humble partner selena rzeski <laughs> thank you very much all right so i'm going to start off by asking a question about um one of your earliest experiences or memories of being connected to nature and plants. We'll get more into primeval forest nursery in the future, but I just really want to take it back and start with, yeah, early connections to nature and plants. Totally. Um, I don't know. When I was younger, I was pretty much feral. I feel like I still kind of am. In um, this area? <laughs> yeah. So totally. with the plants that you're growing uh -huh, now? Yeah. Absolutely. So I grew up in between like Niagara Falls and like out in the country. So there was always like creeks around, Niagara Falls, obviously. That was like a huge like way to just look at wildlife and weird conditions and the mm. gorge and everything. And then you yeah, had just all of the creeks and the lakes. I would always be down there just like messing around, building forts, playing with frogs, all that jazz. I can relate to that. More of a southern tier experience. But yeah, that sounds about right. And I feel like for me, um, early on, I, it, the gardening and plants is more of a recent interest of mine. When I was younger, my parents were really outdoorsy, but I was more like art, music, TV, um, video games and stuff like that. So now they're really surprised that I'm into this. <laughs> they're like, where was this interest when you were young and we needed help around <laughs> the house? But um, <clears throat> I guess when I was young, though, and I felt like there was nothing left and uh, I didn't know what to do with myself or where to go, I would I would find um, contentment and solace in, in nature, like it's in the moon or in water, especially like creeks and streams. Those things would make me feel less significant. And I I like to feel insignificant sometimes. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, um, and yeah. when I was young, I also I was pretty astounded when my mother, um, I told her my favorite tree was a willow tree. Mm. And she just took a willow tree branch from a park somewhere and stuck it in the ground. And now I've been able to watch it grow oh, just wow. into a full-blown tree. How and old were you? I was 12 and now I'm 31. So I, the yeah, math. That math. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. <laughs> All right, so I want you to now, thank you for that answer, and I want you to tell me the origin story of Primeval Forest Nursery. When and how did it begin, and then how has it evolved? And we'll take it up to the present day. Okay. Um, 
Well, it's definitely been a long journey, but I kind of was trying to uh, avoid a big college bill. And so I went around and like worked at various nurseries to learn all of the skills that I needed. So like um, I worked doing koi ponds for a while. So I got a lot of like aquatic like ecology stuff down. Then I worked like propagating plants in a different nursery and like actually working as like a nursery like hand. Mm. And so that was super helpful as well. Then that worked into like landscaping and like you know the green infrastructure stuff right um can you just quickly explain what green infrastructure is yeah totally so again it's gonna be more um I always think about like the initial stuff of like gray water treatment like with the rain gardens and green roofs and stuff like that that's gonna just really help um pollution getting into the water which is a huge issue right yeah, I definitely talk about in my book about how like impervious cover, it, you know, nothing can absorb into the ground and then it just like runs off and all that pollution just goes straight into the water instead of being filtered through the soil and plants and like slowing the water down. So, yeah, that was definitely that work is really incredible. And but I also just want to say that you have to maintain it like and it it doesn't just like you can't just like put it in the ground and then never look at it again. Totally. That's what I'm learning about plants and gardening right now is like I have to like keep coming back to it and checking on them and watering them. And yeah, they're tough. But yeah. So sorry, I interrupted you, but you were learning about green infrastructure and all different kinds of nursery techniques. Yes. And uh we do love I've got a permeable paper. That one's oh, lovely yeah. too. I got some there ideas go. on that one for okay. the future. But um, Good. yeah, and also I think that there's a lot of like plants that you can do in like a more low maintenance fashion. Like I'm a huge fan of smashing plants together now to avoid like weeds and like having different plants fight each other and ah. fight it out for like you to have a you know more low maintenance garden. Right. Um, and I think people work with so many different plants that aren't from here so they're not acclimated to here so they aren't going to have like as successful of an experience because they've got a baby mm, more right so i think switching to indigenous plants really like helps that along good um, but to get back to the question i definitely um i just worked in all of these different environments and i was like selling stuff that you know was not good for the earth was gonna kill an animal or an insect um, and mm. just like really kind of nasty stuff. Some of the fertilizers really intense. Some of the pesticides also pretty intense. The organic and the non-organic. Yeah. Mulch um, is pretty rough. Mulch can be rough. Like some of them. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. The dyed mulch, hate those. Yeah. And then how they like the landscapers will lay it on so thick that it catches on fire. That's always fun. <laughs> yeah. No, I knew someone that was a landscaper and they really like had respiratory issues from like breathing, breathing in. Breathing in all the dust and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not so much worried about that. I feel like yeah. lead is my concern. Uh, okay. Yeah. My brain is probably slowly rotting. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And it's very common in this area. I think. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I know I, I will say something about lead poisoning and that's like everyone always talks about it in children, but it's like it doesn't magically go away when no. people are adults and like adults get it too. Yeah. And it's, it's cumulative. Yeah. So. Terrifying. Terrifying, yeah. Yep. So, yep, it's beyond just Yeah, totally. But, yeah, okay. so just trying to, like, do a more ecologically responsible thing and, like, taking the knowledge that I knew and putting it towards something that wasn't uh, not great. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so good. So where did it start? Because I do remember getting plans from you last year and like it wasn't here. So it started started in the backyard of my dad's house in Niagara Falls. Yes. (laughs) It was perfect. It was. I loved it there. Yeah. Yeah. We built a pond and everything. It was was cool. But yeah, it totally started there. And then um, I also had been like, you know, just growing stuff for different apartments and stuff like that and transferring that along. And um, any landscape jobs it was normally initially like for friends when the pandemic hit and I was jobless <laughs> um, right so then I would do landscape jobs and stuff for friends and I would be able to go and like split off from the species that I had like grown or gotten mm. um, from there and then kind of branch off and just keep growing more and more and more and more and more and more <laughs> yeah and you do you grow them all from seeds or most of them some you like cut up it yeah depends on the plant it right? does it definitely like the does. willow tree you go in the ground yeah. yeah so we definitely do that but we also really try to be conscious of the fact that we don't want to just be making clones because we really do want a big like biodiversity right thing so we want to have like different genetics and we also like really don't baby our plants either so yeah only the strong survive <laughs> you know it's kind of messed up i i can tell that yeah your plan yeah <laughs> so i did get you so get some plans from you yeah last year and yeah they're all still doing really well and they've like propagated some of them have propagated themselves it's really mm-hmm. cool i thought the butterfly bush was like done for but it just re- reappeared this year like magically so. yeah butterfly weed that, yeah yeah. Or, yeah okay so yep yep yeah okay <laughs> but yeah no that one definitely and i've seen that one like rabbits will come in and like take it down to a nub like they love eating that yeah the milkweed aphids love that stuff too uh-huh. and Again, they will just decimate it, but it comes back. So I think a lot of gardeners will be like, oh, no, something like ate my plant or something. But it comes back bushier than ever. And even, fun fact, anytime something says that it's like deer resistant or rabbit resistant, Mm. it's not necessarily the fact that like they won't eat it. Sometimes it is like with daffodils and stuff. But um, generally, it's just the fact that it can take browsing and still rebound from that. Okay, got Mm -hmm. it. Yeah, no, that is really amazing. Yeah. Yeah. There are definitely deer around. And, oh, my God. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, Love them, yeah. but they will. They, I, I know. I just saw, they're a, ba- a, little I worse. saw a baby today and uh, I was like, oh, so cute. And my garden. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because they will take out like a whole young tree. Like, yeah, they will kill things. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. A, a nice little fence I yeah, find works or I even like one, predator yeah. urine which is kind of gross okay yeah good to know yes, maybe yes. maybe if things get really crazy yeah around the chickens so far we've been pretty good with predators but that's, that's been a concern yeah yep it's a weird one but it works and blood meal okay yeah try it out oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay so what has actually we can talk, I mean, what has this year been like for you and your business? And I just, I would like you to talk about this place and, um, yeah, where we're sitting right now and oh, like, yeah. yeah, the view's amazing oh, and it is. yeah, all of that and kind of, yeah, how you've like opened the space. 
we were looking around for kind of a while again since the pandemic but then it was like well like right before the pandemic really but um then everything happened with the pandemic and nobody was like showing anything or doing anything and the biggest thing that we needed was just something with bottom drains like trying to find some place <laughs> that I could water in was like such a pain okay and uh yeah, then we found this place and it was like the view's amazing and it's yeah. again got the bottom drains, used to be a car wash, love that. Oh, okay. Um, I see. So yeah, that was just Well yeah, you're overlooking the Niagara River, right? Uh, yeah, yeah it's like I mean, yep. Unfortunately people decided to build highways. Yeah. Uh, it sounds more <laughs> glamorous than it is, but yeah. the view is Honestly, great. <laughs> I know we did come back here, but it's like we probably should have gone out there and just made everyone listen to all the cars go oh, by. Yeah. <laughs> because it really shouldn't be that way. <laughs> but yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So anyway, yeah, what has this year been like for your business and how did you yep, open up the space? We're also sitting in here. Um do you want to talk about I, what is, it's Big Mama? Um, yeah, Little Big Mama. Self, little Big Mama. Yeah. Self care. Uh, yeah, uh, just been working with uh, Mariah for a while. So the fact that we were able to like come together and do this was like really fun. The fact that like Selena came in on this has been like super helpful. Um, definitely the yin to my yang, you know, and. Yeah, it's just been a lot of work nonstop, but it seems like we're finally getting to a place where, you know, the storefront's finally, like, set up and everything, and, you know, we have our grow space and all that, so it's been um, almost more calm this year than, like, when we were getting everything together, but there's still a million things that I'm behind on. (laughs) Sweet. Um, Can you mention the, also the... um like the fairy garden stuff oh, over yeah, here totally. Just, and also the plants I, I do want to know a little bit more about what you offer yeah totally um midsummer mahogany does all of our miniatures and stuff and yeah they've got some handmade stuff they've got curated stuff we've also got fluid katie that's in here she does like stained glass things mm. we have bark magic that is um dog treats and dog products and then we've also got mystic pots and they've got some very fun gnomes that they make oh sweet she does ceramics (laughs) and oh burning bruja uh she does jewelry very very cool stuff and yeah then little big mama self-care she does teas tinctures soaks um a lot of just like herbal stuff and custom stuff for people who want to take a more like holistic approach yeah Mm -hmm. no that's great I, yeah, I definitely want to talk to her. Um, I, that's a lot of what um, Sweet Flag Herbs has been doing too, but they've sort of moved more towards education rather than um, one-on-one consults. So it's really nice to know that someone else is doing that here. Because, yeah, I still, yep. I kind of put some stuff together myself too, but it's better to, yeah, talk to someone. Yeah, yeah. And she's, she's fun to pick her brain for sure. Yeah. No, I have to do that. Um, okay, so why do you only sell plants that are indigenous to Western New York? Um, I would say only for now. So yeah. um, I do want to like branch out into like more agricultural stuff and oh, herbs and cool. things like yeah. that, and medicinal plants as well. But uh, yeah, because you it, sell yeah the St. John's wort yeah, is not it native, is not, no. but it's still uh, yeah we've helpful. got like some borage yeah. <laughs> and some tomatoes and stuff. Gotcha. But, um, and some apple trees, but no, it's. 
good to have sell food. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, if we're gonna feed the bugs, we might as well feed people too, you right, know? Right. So. Yeah. We're working on branching out to that, but I was mostly just, again, for, like, conservation purposes because it's mm. just, like, you know, in out in Buffalo, if you're going around, you're going to see more invasive species than you are indigenous species, like, right. by a long shot. Yeah. So, you know, even at our house, we're, like, battling Tree of Heaven right now and Japanese mm. knotweed and yeah. mugwort and just, like, a lot of big baddies, you know? Right. <laughs> no, same, same here. Yeah, it's crazy. And then, uh-huh. Yeah, when you go, like... Went on a creek walk recently, mm. and the Japanese knotweed was everywhere. Totally. And, and then like the it common all, reeds. Yeah, and I learned it dies in the winter, and then the stream bank erodes because the roots die too. You know, it's totally. Yeah. I had one landscape job that was right on the water. And you can't rip it out because if you rip it out, you are going to take away the shoreline. Oh, right. Yeah. You know, as a homeowner, I wouldn't want my landscaper taking off five feet of my property. Mm -hmm. That sounds like a bad idea. Oh, yeah. So people are losing like acres to this stuff. Totally. And again, on shorelines. But I think um, planting things that are going to be super aggressive on the shoreline as well Mm. I think is a good way to go like keep cutting it back right and making sure that it can't go to seed Mm -hmm. um I've tried to use roundup on it before just like I'll do like one drop in a cutoff stalk doesn't touch it okay um but I think if you were to like cut it off and again plant really aggressive species like even your Mm. like trumpet vines okay or the uh Creeping sumac, I feel like those ones might be a good one to, like, fight back and, again, keep that soil in place. Right. Yeah. No, that's really good to think about. And, yeah, no, I... I like that you have some... There are, like, actual practical solutions to dealing yeah. with this problem totally i also heard like yeah putting plastic over it but that would take forever. that does not work i have tried okay. this it okay. does not work Good. i did hear one where you can take a metal fence okay and then put it in and have the nubs kind of grow up through it uh-huh. and then again keep chopping the seeds off keep chopping the seeds off but letting the grate choke it out oh. from the top So it will try to like, kind of like if you leave a tree band on a tree for too long and you see it like swell into the tree, something like that. I haven't tried it yet, but we will be. (laughs) Yeah. No, it is amazing how much stuff is everywhere. Um, But then I I like that, yeah, you know, the other aggressive plants that Mm -hmm. can like compete with that. Totally. And actually, yeah, help. So that's really good. Um, Okay. I want you to tell me both of you about one of your favorite plants at the nursery and why. Mm. Do you want me to go first? You, did you think about it? Yeah, here. <laughs> <laughs> she has too many, so she's got to think about it a little bit. I yeah. tend to favor the edibles. So my favorite is the pawpaw tree as Samina triloba. It's my favorite. Have you had pawpaw yet? No. Oh my gosh. It tastes like a banana, banana-y mango. Okay. It's so good. And it just blows my mind that we spend like so much money shipping like, you know, dragon fruit, oranges and all these things that don't grow in our climate. And we have this indigenous fruit tree that grows here and it's so delicious. And it's I can't find it in the store. I can't find it. on You know, a lot of a lot of people don't have it on their properties. It's I might I would have to go in because I literally just fed um, the yeah 
my mom's chicken's bananas. So, yeah, I mean, I would like to eat the papas more than Oh, absolutely. They're so juice, good. But um, it's just funny because, yeah, bananas are so weird. Like, it's like they don't grow here. <laughs> yeah, it's great. And, like, to, for us to have, a like I said, right, an indigenous have, fruit tree. Right, it's here. Yeah, and yeah. then just to ignore it and, and for people to not have tasted it, it's just insane to me. And it also has it this is, yeah. really cool burgundy bloom on it. Okay. It's like a real deep burgundy, like, like petals and flowers it's so, so it's re- i really, really enjoyed that yeah how big do they get oh that's a good question katie do you remember okay off the top of my head i'm gonna say it's not super big okay. don't quote me on this size but yeah it is an understory one it really likes being under like sugar maples and silver maples um okay. but i would say like 20 30 feet guessing okay don't Sounds be mad good. at me if I'm wrong. It's all right. Yeah, that's fine. We'll we'll check it. I yeah. don't know. I used to make show notes. I'm like, I'll put in the show notes. I don't know if I'm going to put in the show notes. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe I will. Yeah. No. I, I check should. my work on that one. Okay. But I think... Uh, Sounds about... Yeah. yeah, sure. They're shorter, so you can... I don't know. Like, how far up does the fruit grow? Um. Okay. Fairly low, but you can like wait till it drops too. Oh, That's okay. another one that you can absolutely wait till it drops, but you got to be fast because everything okay. likes it, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, but, can you name a few more edible plants that you... Yes. Oh, all day. Um, the Juneberry, delicious. I feel like that one is one that is like everyone's catching on because of the Red Bull, but it is delicious. It's like, <laughs> and it's like, uh, I don't know, it's like a blueberry. It's like a really, really good blueberry. Hackberry, also really good. Um, who else do we got? My favorite, my personal favorite is the bear eye blackberries that we have growing around here. Oh, and yeah. going back to what Selena said, that one drives me nuts because raspberries and blackberries are always, and cherries are always so expensive around here. And right. like, they grow so easily. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I know. easily. Yes, they do. Yeah. But we get plums too. Uh, you can have pecans. They're like a little out of our range, but we do have like the northern pecan that's just like a few states lower than us that we carry. Same thing with the uh, Carolina allspice. Okay. Yeah, the persimmon's a really cool one. There's a bunch. Yeah, that There's is a bunch. A lot. <laughs> okay, sweet. Well, what is your favorite plant here and why? I think, again, I think I'm going to go with the blackberry just because I ate that so much as a kid. Like, mm. we always had them growing everywhere, and they do grow everywhere. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and when late July, early August, okay. like, now hits, like, I got to be out getting some blackberries and yeah. making some pie. Okay. Yeah. No, that's a really good idea. I guess I did do that growing up and less lately, but I, I know where I can get some. Yeah. So, yeah, you yeah. got to have a blackberry spot. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. So it is this time of year. Mm-hmm. It's just starting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, no, we've been going for a little bit now, but. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. What about the pawpaws? Pawpaws is later in the season. Okay. Yeah. Pawpaws like end of the summer, okay. early fall. I also like how it staggers itself out too. Totally. Like, totally. That's nice. Yeah. It's not all at once. That's what I learned at the end of last like season was that I tried to harvest everything at once and it was like oh no no I should have been like doing mm-hmm. stuff like over time definitely but, and yeah, it's nice when you can get a good balance going to like even with like blooms and stuff in your yard like I always recommend getting like a spring ephemeral and then getting like you know a tree that's going to be an early flower a yeah. lot of them are and then a late flowering uh shrub and then some late flowering perennials too right yeah I mean I play Animal Crossing, so it's like you get the shrubs to come out in different seasons of the totally, year, totally. right? Yeah. Like, that's what's happening. Based on reality. 
I love Animal Crossing. Yeah, no, it it gets me. What? Who is my favorite villager? Um, probably Sky. Um, yeah, she's a like I don't know, ice blue wolf. Um, yeah, she was one of my first uh, villagers. I always let them move away if they ask though, so I don't have her anymore. Ooh. it's a weird, weird thing about I me. I tried to do the whole thing based on sustainability principles in the beginning. And it was so impossible because mm. everything is like pretty like uh, resource, like cut down the trees. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so, um, yep, that's been fun. But yeah, I always let them go if they ask. <laughs> <laughs> I've heavily curated my villagers. I, so. Most people do. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, who's your favorite? Stitches or Poppy. Okay. Poppy's yeah, a little yeah, chipmunk yeah. and Stitches mm-hmm. is a little like bear. bear. A little stuffed animal bear with the Stitches. He's a little. I'll, so yeah. Cute. Nice. That's awesome. Um, Okay. So, yeah. What advice do you have for people who are new to gardening and plants? Like, where's a good place to start? Like, what would you tell them? If someone walked in here and was like, I don't have any plants yet, but I want them. Yeah. What would you do? Definitely uh, some low maintenance perennials. I I like that. Mm -hmm. Um, When you're starting out, the biggest thing you can do is just like, getting a little area and getting that little area under control and then expanding it out as much as you can year after year Mm -hmm. yeah and uh I do like taking the lazy approach to like getting a spot ready Mm -hmm. but I do also know that that takes time so a lot of times you want to be like conscious that like it takes a while for things to grow you know and to be patient and um yeah just like pack it in there and then bring it on out yeah i like that selena yeah and some of the um some low maintenance perennials are, that are i i personally like them are like pink turtlehead echinacea a lot of the asters there are so many different types of asters nice. we've got sunflowers that are indigenous to the area there's narrow leaf sawtooth early sunflower and then like the beautiful Virginia magnolia trees. Oh, also a yeah. Good one too. And Katie had mentioned raised beds or raised container beds being also a really good idea. So I don't know if you have anything more to add to that. Yeah, totally. Um, I think a lot of people get like turned off to the idea because a lot of people like now don't really own homes, you know, it right. seems like we are definitely like most people are renting. Yeah. Um, and if you don't have property, people think that that's going to be, you know, why Why would you? Right. And especially with perennials, you know. Yeah. Um, but there is with this stuff, since it like takes well in the winter here, you can keep it. So mm. you can put it in, you know, a two, three, four gallon pot, yep. raised bed and have it last forever. You can move it with you. I had this one cherry tree that I was bringing with me for three apartments like Good. it got to yeah, be like 10 totally. 12 feet tall mm-hmm. and I was just moving it apartment to apartment right. and having cherries that's awesome yeah no I like that that is really good to know um yep I need to do that with um, a few plants because mm-hmm. yeah I definitely am hesitant it's like no I'm gonna move like and so yeah cautious about what I get but yep. totally but you yeah <laughs> this you can is totally an excuse to get more plants uh-huh. there we go yeah, yeah you can treat them like so, house plants you know but just yeah. leave them outside leave them on the porch right mm-hmm. exactly nice okay so what This is the second to last question. What is an issue related to sustainability that you are paying attention to right now? And what do you want listeners to understand about this issue? And 
whatever definition of sustainability you want to use. But, yeah, no, you know, there's, that's there's it's hard, but it's really so like keeping, much. you know, yeah, keeping things going. Totally. Things um, I think, again, I it just like that it starts from the bottom up. So mm. like, again, being more cautious of our soil, being more cautious of our water, like making sure we're not polluting these areas. And they absolutely are being cautious of things that are present attacks, like invasive species and disease that is brought in. Mm. Um <clears throat> That would be a huge one. And again, just helping knowing that all of this stuff is happening. So if you can put a rain garden in and help with that gray water, if you can, Mm -hmm. you know, put indigenous species in and help the ecosystem from the bottom up. I know like aphids get a bad rap and everything, but like aphids are absolutely one of the first things that are taking from a plant the Mm. energy from a plant it goes to an aphid and then from the aphid it goes to a wasp or a ladybug Mm. you know Mm -hmm. and it keeps going up from there so there's things that i think get demonized that you know might not necessarily deserve it yeah yeah totally part of the food chain and i think again just being conscious with of that and even here um you know, we're just in a parking lot and the amount of bugs that have come in, I've been accosted today (laughs) by bugs. Yeah. I had three yellow jackets in my Red Bull today. (laughs) So, yep. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. But the yellow jackets on Red Bull. (laughs) But I think again, the, the thought that like we can make it better, we can make it better if we're cautious and we actually like give a shit, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like, yeah, definitely taking care of the ground where you're at. And I, I definitely know that like, I mean, yeah, renting is uh, usually you can't do anything and it's like, why bother? Mm-hmm. But because, yeah, you can move containers and I have asked landlords in the past and gotten permission to build a raised bed, which, you know, not everyone's going to say yes to that. But and yeah, is it worth it or not? But I did ask and I got a yes. And that was that was good for like a number of years. And then it was sad to leave it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it was worth it for that summer. And then like a couple of years. Totally. And like I'm all for sneaky planting. So like... (laughs) Yeah. You know, even if you may not own it. Right. You know? And like there's something nice about leaving it behind. Like I've gone by and I'm like, oh, people are still totally. planting in it. Like that's yeah. really good. So, yeah. yeah. And like, I don't know, I've got like a sneaky yarrow chunk and like echinacea <laughs> growing in weird places and stuff. But not that we're like digging it out or anything, but like just to be able to go yeah. here and be like, okay, here's my tea for the year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Yeah. No, it's so, it's really fun to make tea out of a lot of the plants that, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, oh there. my God, and again, another shameless plug for Mariah at Little Big Mama. Delicious. Yeah, yeah exactly. So That's the thing. It's like, it's really good. Uh, and then all summer, I'm just like putting fresh plants like in my hot water. Like, you, and then you dry them, yeah, for the whole year. But it's like, a lot of people are like, you can do that? I'm like, yes. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Bee balm can. tea? Oh, oh my gosh. yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. I think that's one of my favorites. Yeah. We luck so, out with that one. Mm-hmm. Selena, do you have a sustainability issue that you want people mm. to pay attention to? Well, I Katie did bring up a good point that uh, earlier today with the all the asphalt parking lots and just like the lack mm. of trees raising the yeah. city temperatures, the earth's temperature. So that's right. one thing. But when it comes to this business, I would say people preferring um, invasive species and cultivars. Yeah. So cultivars, because they're so... Yeah, what are cultivars? Because they're bred to 
have like a specific color oh right like exactly you know like certain like lilies and stuff like that because Mm. they're bred to have that specific color they're less um biodiverse so then they are like less likely to be a host plant for Mm. multiple different things Mm -hmm. and um so because people prefer those they just don't understand that the, the things that are indigenous to our area are not weeds. Right. Like people treat sumac like a weed. Um, even mm. people I've heard complain about Joe pie weed, milkweed. They are aggressive, but they're indigenous to our right. area. What yeah. else? Oh, goldenrod and bone set. I love goldenrod. Yeah. I think it's so cool. And like it is. the sumac and the goldenrod just reminds me of like walking train tracks and stuff like that. Totally. You see, that's where you see these yeah. things and people just don't think of them as helpful plants right right so i would say that was but that's about it thank you all right final question that i ask everyone and that is where do you experience a world in yourself or society that is dying and then one that's being born to take its place big one it Um, is yeah i I think like (laughs) again community like finding community and like finding your niche in that community and like what you could do personally that's going to be the most beneficial for your immediate mm-hmm. I feel like everyone wants to think like really big with like solving this stuff and I think we really need to go down to like small and like personal and yeah, like, like your, again, your immediate area yeah and everybody taking care of their own thing and coming together to be able to do that you know yeah not one person can do it all over everything mm-hmm. and it's going to take a lot of us coming together to figure out what we need to get done and how yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Um, I got much more introspective with this question, so I was just go for it. Yeah, everybody <laughs> answers it differently. Yeah. yeah, no. So I was just thinking more about like um, you know, replacing maladaptive behaviors with healthier ones, and mm. uh, currently currently trying to do that. But I loved Katie's answer, and then um, she also brought up like the storm we recently had, and how a lot of communities had to come together with what resources they had and how they could Which help. Storm? You mean the big blizzard in December yes yes it's interesting I talk with people and they're just like some of them the November one too or in addition and both yeah but but December was was the 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 national one one. yeah yeah and um oh yeah she also mentioned um you know not relying on billionaires who are miles away and not seeing what we're seeing not Mm. physically able to look at one another and help but being neighborly in our neighborhoods and right. uh, reaching out that way because we, we can't really rely on anyone but ourselves sometimes so yeah thank you all right well where can people find you and you have the last words so yeah, yeah. we are at 2813 niagara street in buffalo we're right down by river road there um and yeah we got a we got a bunch of fun stuff so come check us out instagram oh yeah instagram facebook all that jazz all right Thank you so much. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Keeping Things Alive podcast. For more information about sustainability, this podcast, and my book, Silent Seasons, Chasing Sustainability Through the Law, please visit www.keepingthingsalive.org.